It's time for Get the Lack Scoop, a podcast bringing you all the people and stuff you should know in the game of lacrosse. We take lack seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join hosts Big Dog and Jaybird and the biggest names in the game. Brought to you by J. McMahon Lacrosse. That's JML, skills, mindset, and lax IQ training. Ron Doglish, the big dog, was a collegiate football and lacrosse player at Brown. He was also an assistant lacrosse coach and the executive director of the Sports Foundation. And Jay McMahon, the Jaybird, a three-time All-American midfielder at Brown. He was a captain of the U.S. Junior National Team and is the founder of JML. And joining us in the studio, Steve Grisalfi, whose collegiate lacrosse career statistics equals one goal against Dartmouth. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. You will find our three-part interview series with legendary players from Johns Hopkins men's lacrosse team, John D. Tommaso and Brad McLam, in progress. If you have not listened to episode, I highly recommend doing so. Please enjoy the broadcast. I feel like, you know, in some sense, some of that is lost on kids where they're just doing one game after the next. What are your guys' thoughts on working on individual skills? And if that needs to take an important place in their development and training. Yeah, I mean, I, no doubt about it. I think the multi-sport athlete uh, definitely helps. Uh, my son's a wrestler, and I tell this to everybody. He would not be playing D1 lacrosse if he did not wrestle. I mean, he had like three D1 offers. And and here's the other part about the recruiting process. And this is reality, you know, with the transfer portal and everything else. We had we had a face-off kid committed to Mount St. Mary's. Had a monster junior year. Now he's at Penn State. We had another kid at Northport. Barely committed to Siena. Was, he was a D3 player all the way. Siena finally picked him up. He plays a senior year, has a great senior year, right? He goes, I don't want to go to Siena. Already signed his letter of intent. And he's at Denver now. Wow. Okay, so my point to you is this. Mm -hmm. The process doesn't end until you finish high school. But, you know, I would say, to your point, though, tournament game after game after game, I'm going to, how good am I going to be in two 20-minute halves four times in a day? Maybe six times in a weekend if we get to the playoffs. So you're playing as a team. It's those club organizations, right, that work on individual skills where kids are the most successful, where they learn the game, right? If you're going to just go out there and when you get to practice, right, we're just going to scrimmage because everybody loves to play. That's fantastic. The more you play, the better you're going to get. But if you don't fill that in with individual skills, then – you know, at some point, you have a group of kids who don't know much about the game, may be very successful athletically, and that's what they're getting by on. But they don't they don't have that knowledge, right, right. that's going to help them grow in the future. So, this is exactly what John and I is, do is for our clients mm-hmm. at RFR. This is exactly what we do. We assess their ability. We make recommendations on their skill level. We did it with my son. We're doing it with clients now. We watch them play. We try to impart, here's the skills they need to develop. That's here's great. the IQ stuff they need to develop. Where and when to be on the field. Um, again, a test case, you know, working with my son this year was really invaluable, and John was part of it. Um, mm-hmm. I was able to work with him closely. And now with our clients, 
This is what we do. We go to watch them practice. We watch them play basketball. We see how they are from a physical and mental standpoint. We can help them be a better player and impart some wisdom to them on a playing standpoint. Um, and if, like you said, hey, you got no left hand, Johnny. You don't really have great stick protection when you put in your left hand. You got, you're going to have to get, overcome that. Right. Whatever it might be, we are somebody that it's a kind of a trusted advisor to them. We have access to them all the time. They can reach out to us. I think that's part of the process as well as guiding them into what bucket of schools might be a right fit. If they, what prospect camp they should consider. Mm-hmm. These are all, this is a very daunting process when you think about right, it. all those right. things that a parent and the kid has to navigate. Right. Definitely so, individual skills. Definitely, definitely a need for, you know, kids to do those, to do those things that make up the game. This is a great time to put in a plug for our sponsor, Jay McMahon Lacrosse. Jay McMahon Lacrosse is an app that your child can put on their phone where they can work on the very skills that Coach DiTomaso and Coach McClam are speaking about. Jay McMahon Lacrosse is all about teaching boys and girls skills, mindset, as well as lacrosse IQ or knowledge of the game. It can be found on the app at the store on Apple as well as on Android. And you simply type in J-A-Y-M-C-M-A-H-O-N lacrosse and download the app. It has free information on there on shooting as well as a lacrosse IQ as well as the ability to set goals. And then you can advance to some of our courses that are paid programming. We have a go from good to great for intermediate players looking to advance their game, as well as an elite skills training course. So go ahead and do that today. Download that free app and check it out and start getting your skills up to par. Jay McMahon Lacrosse, dedicated to your success. Listen, hey, hey guys, what's the, what's the one thing, if, the, if you had to boil down the one thing that just drives you nuts that kids don't do today to get better? What's, what's one thing that when, when you guys think about uh, working with a kid, you say, God, I, I just don't get that these kids won't focus on. What's your one yes. pearl of wisdom? I would say most of them, you know, just trying to, you know, lacrosse. I just want to play lacrosse to get to X school. That's yeah. what I want to do. There's not an appreciation for the game. There's not a, you know, like we're talking about skill development. And that's not understanding the game. Um, I mean, and that's that's just part of the mentality dad. out there. Yeah. yeah, and have the mentality and having a and having a true love for something. It's it's the highlight clip era, right? right. But what's the body of work look like? Right. I mean, let's face it. A good film, the way college recruiters recruit. You know, just as another point for parents. Yes, it is a good idea to have a video, a diverse group of clips, showing all around game. Right. Right. But eventually that video is just an interest. That's peaking interest. Okay. This kid can run. This kid can play. At the end of the day, college coaches will say, either send me a film. You have a game film. I'd like to watch a whole game. Right. Or I really like this kid, but I need to see him play live. Right. I told you earlier that I've been friends with Bill Tierney for the longest time mm-hmm. since he coached at Hopkins. 
And I had a kid that I thought would be perfect for Denver. I told him 50 times. And he said, John, with all due respect, I know you know, but I need to see the kid play. I said, really? (laughs) (laughs) You're not listening to me? You know who I am? Like I'm your friend. And I know this game. Nope. You got to see the kid play. And the kid went to Denver. Okay, but that's... But he came. John, right. John, so, so well, what's the moral of that story to Coach Tierney? I told listen, you, Coach. I mean, right. when you just listen, listen to me, I could have saved you a trip, for God's sakes. There's so many showcases, tournaments, all this. How do parents make the right choice? Like, what's the right number? But they have their own tournaments, you know, that they go to. So now we'd assume, you know, you'd go with your team, you know, to those tournaments. The other are these showcases and prospect days. Those are the two sort of other things that we talk about. Mm-hmm. And as far as prospect days are concerned, we look at it as like, first of all, it depends when you're going to go to a prospect day. So if you're a 10th grader and you're going to go to a prospect day, I think like at a Division Three prospect day, which has these incredible schools that go to it, you may want to do that. But at the same time, you know that Division Three is going to start recruiting a little bit later. Right. right? Yeah, so it's too recruit- early. So is it worth that going to that point as a 10th grader or are you better off going as an 11th grader or in the summer of 11th grade, the fall of your senior year when maybe your game has grown at that point? But we also say you go to prospect day. Is it a school that you're really interested in? Maybe your parents went there. Maybe you heard about it. Maybe it's something that they study that's there. Maybe it's proximity. Maybe it's all of those things. Then those are something to think about. But to go to every prospect day when you get an email from a coach that says, DF fill in the blank, come to our prospect day, it doesn't make sense unless it's someplace that you want to go. The showcases, listen, there are different. There are some really very good showcases out there. If you get invited because you are X kind of player to these invite-only showcases that are out there, then those are something worth going to. Are there showcases that aren't? Sure. Also, guys, is it worth your time and money at this point in time? I lived it, (laughs) and I probably went to probably many things that weren't worth my time or money at the time. And a couple things happened. Number one is, yeah, you evaluate time and money, which is important. Number two is overexposure. I can tell you kids I've seen go from prospecting and they – and Johnny looks bad this day. Uh, he looks good this day. And there's no consistency of play. Less is more. When your kid is dialed in and it's not every weekend, every Saturday, every Sunday, I'm going to, I got to get up for the prospect day. Hmm. That, yeah. and, they know what, and coaches know what they're doing. They work at it. Of course, some do it better than others. Is that, is that a surprise to anybody? The better athletes, the better kids you recruit, right, the better right. you know, you're going to do. There's no, there's no doubt about it. Now, give us your company information again so people, if they want to reach out to you and get your advice, they're able to do that. So it's uh, it's info at rfrlacrosse.com. Info at rfrlacrosse.com. Lacrosse.com. Yeah. So you Excellent. can email us there. Uh, phone number is 631-379-7493. Um, so we're working with folks, and as John and I said, you know, we forge a relationship. We're working with 24s, 25s, 26s, depending on where they are in the process. 
allows a certain level of player development time. So the younger guys were really focusing on development. Right. Um, as they get closer to recruiting, we're advising on uh, showcases, tournaments, um, start to connect with coaches. So um, you know, help them navigate the process, but it all depends on where they are in that process. And that's what John and I try to um that's great. We'll link that information in the description too. When we have we'll have the podcast within the video too. Now, do we have some listener questions there, Ron? Off to we... our roving reporter, Steve Yourself. All right, very much for being We're on the. Um, and we have uh, we have some viewers that wrote in. Uh, uh, we'll go right to a question from Darren L. from East Williston, New York, uh, and this one's for Brad. He said, Brad. Did the Long Island guys have to stick together down in Baltimore? Did you have to change your clothing, your choice of hair or hairbrush or comb and hairstyles to fit in down in Baltimore? Tell us about that. <laughs> I would say it was a little bit of a culture, you know, clash. Um, you know, the boys from Long Island, um, you know, Farmingdale had a great representation. But I would say a little bit of a culture clash. But I think at the end of the day, it was the perfect storm. It really was. I mean, nice. the, the, what we brought to the table and what the Baltimore boys brought to the table, I think really was just a perfect mix of, you know, grit and, and, yeah. and style and, and everything else. It like, sure was yeah. successful. You know, Brad, Brad was famous for those Capizios. Oh, yeah. All those wait, wait, you're, you're the Italian, man. I didn't know that that's from the Italian. Dito, Dito, Brad, Brad looks like he could fit in down in Fells Point now. You know, he's all slicked back. I mean, he's, he's kind of looking a little Maryland now. You know? Brad's looking a little Maryland now. That's right. That's true. Our, our next one uh, is for John. This one comes in from Vinny S. from Port Washington, New York. And he says, uh, John, who is the most competitive player on the Long Island Lacrosse Club whose name ended in a vowel? <laughs> and part two was, were there any players on that team whose name didn't end in a vowel? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Brad played for a while. Yeah, there were, there were actually playing questions. Yeah, uh, to, to answer it seriously, yeah, like uh, there's Vinny S. Vinny Sobrato was clearly one of the most competitive people on the field. There's no doubt about it. But in the years we played, uh, Larry Quinn, when he was on the team, was pretty damn competitive. So there was a non-vowel at the end. <laughs> right. You know, those Long Island teams were like, I mean, they were incredible teams um, yeah. all those years. So you go up and down the line, vowels, no vowels. <laughs> you know, um, you great. know, they were all competitive. I mean, when I first got to the, the MLL and when the MLL was, was created, like we all look at each other, you know, guys were getting paid a little bit of money at the time. And we looked around like, we did this for free. We love this. We right. did this for free. How are we actually getting paid? We spent our own money driving, you know, yeah. to Baltimore, to Boston, to play Brian, you know, all over the place. Oh, yeah, great players. Club teams. It was like half the world team, you know, was on those teams. Our last viewer question comes in from Steve P. from Rockville Center, New York. And he says, John, what is the most outrageous piece of Elvis memorabilia that you own? <laughs> okay, so what, you know. By the way, if you have to think about right. that, that tells <laughs> you you got a lot of outrageous <laughs> I, Elvis I, memorabilia. I, first of all. Top three. Elvis is, I mean, you guys have to, I mean, Elvis is Americana. I've been to Graceland twice. I mean, I, you know. I Really? I, I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah, I did. My parents would listen and I, 
I had the CD Jailhouse Rock and I must have liked Elvis. So I re- got really interested because of the, you know, the whole story. I think some of the music is incredible. I think they had an incredible voice. And I think the whole thing is just bizarre how it all, you know, in America, like this person, like, you know, exploded onto the scene several times, mm. you know, and it's just, it, it's just, I think, an incredible American story. But my daughter got me um, for Christmas um, one year a um, a ticket to um, an Elvis show, which was was from the Nassau Coliseum. And well, interestingly really enough, cool. that Elvis died August sixteenth, nineteen seventy seven, right? But when he passed away, one of his next shows was to come to the Nassau Coliseum. Really, so wow. I have a ticket, an unused ticket. To that, oh, um, wow, that's crazy. Yeah, it's a little uh, case. I do have you said top three. I have probably 10 ornaments that I hang on the tree, you know. That's <laughs> Is that all? <laughs> Only 10? It's gotten to be a little funny. No, I did not know this about you. No, it's know. gotten to be a little comical, obviously, but it, but to me, he's you know, do you have any of the onesies like the big jumpsuits with the boots that he'd wear? Yeah, I mean, listen, the whole thing, and I will tell you, I went out. I I mean, uh, Jay, by the way, I like, yeah, of course I do. What do you, I mean, is that a question? Please. <laughs> do I have to answer that? Pretty cool. So, uh, Jay and Steve, I think, you know, one of the things we, we really wanted to do in starting this podcast was bring people together who, uh, through the game of lacrosse, have developed incredible relationships. It's been so fun to watch you two uh, be here with us today and the relationships. And it's like peeling the onion. Oh Every year God. there was something else from high school <laughs> coaching to the club. No, you, you, the you're right. We it's probably awesome. missed some things too. I mean, <laughs> yeah. we it's took, just been so much fun. We took an hour podcast and made it an hour and a half. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> but, you know, we, who says we like to talk, Brad? I don't know. Well, I fill in the blanks. You kind of do the show. Yeah, I, I think John won the time of possession, Brad. I think he won the time <laughs> of possession no, and, on this and, podcast. And so, so we, yeah, and you know? so he should, and so he should. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was great. Both contributed yeah. mightily. Guys, thanks so much. It's just amazing to have two legends of the game that, as Jay said, really were part of inspiring our love for the game, and uh, we're so grateful to have you with us. And you're uh, continuing to inspire people and train them and teach them. It's awesome. We're, yeah, we're yeah, listen, we, yeah, it's a passion. Listen, we both we love the game, and we're continuing it on. So That's great. Well, thanks a lot, guys. Really guys, a lot of fun. Thanks for thanks for including us. Really appreciate it. And until we meet again, here's to hoping you find the twine. We're signing off here. Don't forget to subscribe to our Get the Lack Scoop podcast. Also, you can check out videos at our Facebook page at J McMahon Lacrosse or on Instagram at J McMahon Lacks 23. And as Coach Starja used to say to us, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other.